What are they not telling you? What is really going on with Biden's document scandal, the classified documents? What's really going on with Fauci's scandals? It's a deep dive Sunday on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 328 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this really different kind of talk show, we're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And we really appreciate our patrons. Thank you so much. All right, what are they not telling you? Well, a whole lot. Let's get right to it. First of all, before we get to the cover-ups and the Biden classified document scandal and the connection to the Hunter Biden laptop, Let me tell you what's going on regarding the China virus and the clot shot. John Solomon's outfit, JustTheNews.com, is reporting EcoHealth, the U.S. organization that worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology to construct novel SARS-related coronaviruses with 10,000 times enhanced viral growth and four times enhanced lethality received a new $3 million U.S. Department of Defense grant in December 2022. Now, the screenshot of the authorization says the money is for combating weapons of mass destruction. Now, is that an indication that the U.S. DOD thinks the pandemic was the result of a bioweapon? Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll come back to that in a moment. Dr. Richard Ebright, professor of chemistry and chemical biology at Rutgers, says it is an outrage that an organization that repeatedly has violated and continues to violate terms of federal contracts still is eligible to receive and still is receiving federal contracts. Federal statutes provide for government-wide debarment of a contractor from federal funding for a violation of terms of government contract or subcontract, such as history of failure to perform or of unsatisfactory performance of one or more contracts. So Dr. Ebright said back in October it is unclear 
why and how EcoHealth Alliance has not been debarred government-wide and permanently from receiving federal grants or contracts. But wait, 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 there's more. It turns out that Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance received grants totaling $7 million in December. Now, again, we're talking about the company that was funding projects at the Wuhan lab. And then when the pandemic began, worked with Fauci to try to attribute the virus to natural origins. Are the grants a reward? By the way, hat tip to Kingmaker over on Twitter and Steve Bannon's war room. Now, the great Hans Monkey over, and by the way, last name is spelled M-A-H-N-C-K-E. The great Hans Monkey over the Epoch Times says this is like buying O.J. Simpson a new set of knives. But wait, wait, wait. There's still more. Now, the next voice you're going to hear, and it's a quick clip, so you got to listen fast. It's only 24 seconds long, is Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance speaking nonchalantly about how easy it is to modify a coronavirus in the lab. Now, the first thing he says is coronavirus, but he's speaking so quickly and he has an accent that it's hard to hear it the first time, so that's why I'm telling you. Coronavirus is a pretty good, I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff, but they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spine protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm-hmm. to do this, um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. So you can get more predictive when you find a sequence. You've got this diversity. <laughs> Just nonchalant. And that's what they did, too. That's what they did. Amazing. Okay, now here you go. According, this, this is the bombshell on this one. According to Dr. Ebright, EcoHealth Alliance's research has... No civilian applications. The sole applications are in bioweapons agents' discovery and bioweapons agents' development. Do you understand the gravity of that statement? The company Fauci funneled millions of your tax dollars through. EcoHealth Alliance, even behind Obama's back, if you can imagine that, to the virology lab in Wuhan, China, their research has no civilian applications. What they do is discover bioweapons and develop bioweapons. So it's all a lie. Are you aware that the day before Trump took office, Fauci told the world that Trump was going to have a major pandemic challenge in his first term. And then he made sure he did, didn't he? Fauci played us. The NIH played us. 
The FDA played us. The CDC played us. The World Health Organization played us. And you better believe Pfizer played us. So a whole lot of people are dead with a whole lot more to come. So we want people to be held accountable. But how? Now, a lot of folks on social media are calling for a second Nuremberg trial, and that's great. But do you understand how the idea of the first Nuremberg trials was developed in the first place? The Allies had defeated Nazi Germany in World War II. And the primary Allied countries, the U.S., the U.K., France, and the Soviet Union, decided it would be appropriate to put Nazi war criminals on trial. And so they had the Nuremberg Trials, and there was a movie, a great movie, done about the Nuremberg Trials called Judgment in Nuremberg. But my point in relating how the Nuremberg Trials came to be after World War II is that if you want some kind of international military tribunal to try people for, well, I don't know, say, um, suppressing the truth about early treatment for COVID, the importance of sunshine and exercise. Now, remember, some states ordered gyms and even public parks and beaches to be closed. If you want to hold people legally accountable for all this kind of stuff with some kind of international military tribunal, how are you going to get your big trials going without a real sea change among the people who run governments in big countries like ours? Now, with God, all things are possible. So far be it from me to say it's not going to happen. I'm not always very good at predicting things anyway. I, I'm old enough to have figured that out. But all I'm trying to say here is I think we need to have a clear-eyed understanding of what it would take, and it sure looks like a heavy lift to me. Now consider this. A pretty sharp guy I follow over on Twitter calls himself the kingmaker, has a thread about recent COVID revelations. So this is just some food for thought. Here's what he says. Many of you may have noticed that there's been a practical tsunami of scientific reports and statements by medical professionals seemingly out of the woodwork with what they claim are science-based evidence that the mRNA vaccines cause hospitalization and death. These professionals and papers also tend to show the jabs are not as effective as they were represented to be. Indeed, a recent study suggests that the more jabs one takes, the more likely it is that that person will become infected. Before Elon Musk bought Twitter, 
you'd have to really look under some rocks to find such information as it was, as it was censored by social media, mainstream media, and government itself. Now the gates are opened. And an intense scientific debate is underway. On one side are calls for criminal investigations of all who participated in the vaccine creation, rollout, and false marketing, plus the concerted attempt to shut down alternative off-label treatment regimens. Now, this side contends that among the culprits are government bureaucrats, but the medical establishment is pushing back. One of the most vocal advocates for taking the vaccines off the market has been Dr. Ryan Cole, a pathologist. Dr. Cole has appeared recently on Twitter spaces and in public forums armed with pathology slides of heart and brain tissue. He recently appeared on a podcast hosted by the famous Dr. Drew, displaying slides of foot-long blood clots, reminiscent of the blood clots displayed in the Died Suddenly documentary, together with scientific reports from medical journals demonstrating that the nanolipid particles carry spike protein throughout the body after a vaccine causing inflammation and fibrous clots. The video is over on Rumble if you want to check it out. Dr. Ryan Cole on the Dr. Drew podcast. But now the medical establishment is coming after Dr. Cole for his anti-establishment views and recommendations. Matter of fact, the state of Washington Medical Board has charged Dr. Cole with violating medical standards. And he has until January 30th to answer their charges. But the thing is that Dr. Cole is not alone in his views. The list of medical professionals who disagree with the establishment party line is growing by the day. These physicians and scientists are horrified by what they are seeing in patients who have been injured by vaccines, not to mention the patients who were infected with COVID but denied treatment with repurposed drugs like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and others that, in the view of many, could have saved lives had the big pharma-driven medical establishment not decided only an untested vaccine could work. Now, that's the end of the thread, but I tell you what, that really gives us a lot to think about, and none of it is good. Now, he didn't even touch on the financial angle. There are charts. If you look for them online, you can find the charts showing how much the federal government reimbursed hospitals for each death they counted as caused by COVID, and it differed from state to state. And remember, Dr. Deborah Burks, who was in charge of the COVID task force out of the White House, announced in April 2020 it didn't matter whether 
someone died from COVID or just with COVID. They had decided the official government policy was to count all those deaths as from COVID. When a reporter tried to ask her about the government's decision to intentionally blur that line, Dr. Burks just walked away from the podium. We turn again to Hans Monkey with the Epoch Times, who says, It might perhaps be forgivable that there was a vaccine push, even though it was known that all previous attempts at a coronavirus vaccine had failed. What can never be forgiven is that in order to bypass laws on the non-vaccine vaccine, all alternative treatments were shut out. Okay, now, as a Christian, I must make a distinction here. When we contemplate forgiveness, what is forgivable, what is not forgivable, Scripture teaches us to pray, Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So our Lord taught us to pray to the Father, asking him to forgive us for our sins against him, the same way we forgive people who sin against us. So we are commanded to live a life of forgiveness. By the same token, it is certainly not a sin to believe, for example, that the government should execute murderers. If God forbid someone were to murder a member of my family, I would have to forgive that person because I'm asking the Lord to forgive me the same way I forgive others, but that doesn't mean that I would not favor the death penalty for murderers, including that murderer. Just because you forgive a person on a one-to-one basis for such a heinous sin as murder doesn't mean you can't support capital punishment as the just rewards for such a horrible crime. I just felt the real need to make that distinction because I've had people, I've known people, I've talked to people who don't understand the distinction. So yes, those responsible for the deaths of people by making drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin hard to obtain and in some states impossible to obtain should definitely be held legally accountable for their misdeeds. And if some brave prosecutor can bring charges and make them stick, more power to him or her. But it seems as if the news reports of vaccinated people suddenly dying are becoming more and more frequent. So one wonders how this is all going to play out. As a matter of fact, there's a new site out of the U.K. called the Exposé, which has an article entitled, Fauci Lied, Children Died, Secret CDC Report, confirms nearly 120,000 youngsters died suddenly in the U.S.A., by October 2022, following rollout of COVID vaccines. Now, before you reject this as some kind of tabloid trash, I think it's my duty 
to let you know they linked to a chart of statistics from an organization I had never heard of, but it turns out they've been around for a long time, and they're endorsed by various European governments. They're called the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or OEC. And the OEC's chart showing nearly 120,000 children in the USA had died suddenly by October 2022 following the rollout of the COVID vaccines takes its statistics directly from the CDC. So we are in uncharted territory, but I hope those responsible for all of this will be held accountable. By the way, if you want to take a look at the Expose's website yourself, you can find it at expose-news.com. Now, before we move on to what's really going on with Joe Biden's classified document scandal, we're going to have the latest development, the latest news update on FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. Coming up straight ahead. Look, if you tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you, no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to RedRiverAuto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You will be glad you did. Now, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of your life. But he didn't stop by simply creating my pillow, the best pillow ever. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look great and they feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now, Mike is offering the best deal. On his Giza Dreams bed sheets, you can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98. The first night you sleep on these sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You can get a set of Giza Dreams sheets for as low as $29.98 just by using promo code DWS. And right now, a set of pillowcases for only nine ninety eight. 
in this economy. Instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles like plush, waffle, or gossamer for as low as $29.98. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. Now use that promo code DWS and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding, including my pillow Giza Dreams sheets for just $29.98. By the way, I'm wearing my new My Slippers moccasins. Even as we speak, I had no idea slippers could feel this good. I also had no idea that I could go out in 15 degree weather wearing my My Slippers moccasins with no socks and my feet wouldn't get cold. That's amazing to me. Right now, you can save up to $90 on My Slippers, slip ons, and moccasins, marked down to just $49.98 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. Now, what makes My Slippers different is Mike's exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers. Make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. Now, Mike's other passion is to support American entrepreneurs and bring manufacturing back to our country. For years, people approached Mike Lindell with great products, but he had no way of marketing them. MyStore.com was created to give those people a voice and a platform to bring you their amazing products made right here in the USA. MyStore.com has all kinds of great deals on automotive products, bath and beauty, books and video, clothing, decor items, food and drink, garden and patio, health, home improvement, household essentials, kitchen and dining, personal care, sports and outdoors, toys and games, and so much more. But to get the deals, whether at MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, be sure to use my promo code DWS. Now remember, that does not stand for the washed-up Democrat politician, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No! DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. All right, before we get to some secrets about Joe, Joe Biden's classified document scandal you haven't heard anywhere else, I have to briefly mention the latest news update on FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, a few weeks ago, I played you clips from George Stephanopoulos' interview with Sam Bankman-Fried on ABC's Good Morning America. So Stephanopoulos said to him, you were worth $42 billion as recently as this past summer. And Bankman-Fried said, no, 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 no. It's more like just $30 billion. Stephanopoulos said, oh, okay. 
So how much do you have left? Bankman Fried said, I just have $150,000 left. Stephanopoulos responded, I can't imagine what it would be like to go from $30 billion down to just $150,000 just like that. So now when I played you that audio on an episode of the Doc Washburn Show a few weeks ago, I had several observations at that point. First of all, Stephanopoulos did not pull the initial figure of $42 billion out of thin air. He has a staff. The staff researches stuff like that for him to make sure that he has the correct statistics when he goes on air, right? So he knew... $42 billion wasn't too far off. He knew he was safe using that figure. That's how much Sam Bankman-Fried had last summer. But Bankman-Fried tells him, no, it's $12 billion less. It's only $30 billion. That's like almost shaving 30% off, right? And billions are lots of money. Without skipping a beat, Stephanopoulos accepts that huge discrepancy. Doesn't even bat an eye. Next, he accepts the idea that this guy, who was a multi-billionaire just a few minutes ago, a guy who allegedly has swindled so many billions of dollars from so many people, that he makes Bernie Madoff look like a choir boy. Stephanopoulos just accepts at face value this guy's telling him the truth and he only has $150,000 left. Now, why is he doing that? Well, as I told you at the time, a few weeks ago, it's because what George Stephanopoulos doesn't tell you is that Sam Bankman-Fried's parents are longtime Democrat Party activists, and Sam Bankman-Fried was the second largest donor to Democrat political campaigns in the recent midterm elections. So embezzlement, schmimbezzlement, who cares? Stephanopoulos and Bankman-Fried are in the club, and you aren't. They're both on the liberal Democrat team, and George is taking one for the team. Got it? So bottom line, by not expressing any credulity, any doubt whatsoever about any claim Sam Bankman-Fried has made in the ABC Good Morning America interview, George Stephanopoulos is signaling to you, the loyal home viewer of ABC Good Morning America, that you should take the word of a world-class embezzler, too. But now we have an update. According to a Friday court filing, U.S. federal prosecutors have seized nearly $700 million in assets from FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried just in the past few weeks. Not $150,000, but $700 million. 
Now, the big mainstream media news organizations have been reporting this online over the weekend, but I'll bet you most casual viewers of ABC's Good Morning America are not aware of that because they really don't tend to pay that much attention to the news anyway. So what do you think the odds are George Stephanopoulos goes on Good Morning America Monday morning and complains that fellow liberal Sam Bankman-Fried lied to him, saying he only had 150000 when he had $700 million. What are the chances Stephanopoulos brings that up on air? Uh, my guess is slim to none, and slim just left town. Again, one of the things we try to do here on the Doc Washburn Show is talk about things that nobody else is talking about, is to point out things on the mainstream media or conservative media, for that matter, that nobody else is talking about. All right, now, let's take a look at the ongoing Joe Biden classified document scandal as we try to read the tea leaves to figure out if his fellow Democrats are just trying to make sure he doesn't run for a second term. The great Tucker Carlson over Fox News says permanent Washington does not want Biden to run again, so they are euthanizing his presidency. That's Tucker's words. He has a way with words. And, you know, uh, he might be right. So let me explain to you what's going on. First of all, had you heard over the weekend that the feds just found another six classified documents at Dementia Joe's place? Had you heard about that? If that's what you heard, you heard wrong. Now, first of all, I don't blame you for thinking that. The House Judiciary Republicans even tweeted out Saturday evening, and I quote, they just found six more classified documents at Joe Biden's house, unquote. But the truth is actually a lot worse. Now, allow me to explain. And again, much thanks again to the great Hans Monkey over at EpochTimes.com for doing a deep dive into the statement from Biden's attorney, Bob Bauer. So here's the deal. Here's the quote. They did not find six more classified documents. They found materials, quoting now from Biden's attorney's official statement, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, unquote. Now, this is extremely crafty legalese. Huge red flag. Six items could mean a thousand documents for all we know. Got it? Now, think about this. Has anyone on Fox News explained this to you? A Tucker might. That would not surprise me. But I'm, I'm talking about the hard news guys that come on in the daytime. 
Are any of your favorite radio talk show hosts talking about this? I don't know. I, I don't have time to listen to talk radio anymore. But it seems like the kind of point that isn't going to get on too many people's radar in media, and that includes conservative media. Now, one other point they might pick up. Frankly, it's more likely they would pick up this other point. Is the fact that some of this classified stuff goes way back to the time when Biden was still a United States senator. Now, let me break this down for you. A president can declassify anything he wants to. A vice president can't. So it seems to me that Biden keeps admitting, hey, guess what? I broke the law. I committed multiple felonies. Well, that's okay because I at least told Merrick Garland, and we've at least cooperated, unlike Trump, so everything should be fine. Well, if Merrick Garland wants to do the same thing for Biden that former FBI Director James Comey did for Hillary Clinton, perhaps everything would be fine for old Dementia Joe. I mean, the only proposal I have seen which gets Biden off the hook for all the classified documents in his possession from his time as vice president would be for Barack Obama to come out and say, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I declassified all that stuff that uh, Joe took home. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a ticket. I declizzled the confidizzles. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cracked myself up. But no one can cover for a United States senator possessing classified documents. No way, no how. Now, let me tell you what the Marco Polo crew, the guys who put Hunter Biden's laptop online, let me tell you what they're saying about the Biden classified documents scandal in the thread over on Twitter. First, They talk about a woman named Kathy Chung. Now, you're probably not familiar with that name, but the media has been reporting. The feds have questioned her about her role with Joe Biden's classified documents. The reporting has been online. I doubt it's been on Fox News. I doubt it's been on your favorite talk show. But I'm telling you, it is being reported online. Well, you probably haven't heard about her. Anyway, here's what Marco Polo's guys are saying over there on a thread on Twitter. First of all, Kathy Chung met Hunter Biden at the U.S. Commerce Department, where they both briefly worked there under William Daly when he was Secretary of Commerce in Bill Clinton's administration. And on the strength of Hunter's recommendation, Kathy Chung went to work for three Delaware senators. Then Hunter got her a job with his father, Joe. When Joe became president, or as I like to call him, resident, Kathy Chung was given a job at the Pentagon. She became deputy director for protocol for Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. 
Kathy Chung is also the one who boxed up the pilfered classified documents for good old Dementia Joe. Kathy Chung moved the classified documents first to a transition office, then to a temporary Penn-Biden Center office, and finally to the Penn-Biden Center. However, that doesn't explain how these documents were selected or why or who chose them. Very much suspect that she was directed. Kathy Chung was responsible for the documents found at the Penn-Biden Center. Was she also responsible for the documents found at the other locations, like the Biden family home? Doesn't explain why the Biden personal lawyers were looking for the documents or who alerted them either. Doesn't explain anything about Kathy Chung's background or qualifications or her inexplicable patronage jobs gifted by the Bidens, especially Hunter Biden. She goes from the EPA to Commerce Department to Delaware Delegation Staffer to the Vice President's Office to the Secretary of Defense Staff and Intel Treasure Trove. Yet despite having worked in D.C. since the Clinton administration at Commerce at the Senate for the Vice President and now for the Secretary of Defense, we're being told she just didn't know that the pilfered documents were classified. She just doesn't understand what is classified. Really? She worked in high-level offices of the federal government since 2003, and she doesn't have a clue about classification or classified markings? I find that impossible to believe. I certainly hope investigators have thoroughly vetted Ms. Chung beyond the recommendations of the Biden family. Because either Chung is the Biden's useful idiot slash scapegoat, or she's something far, far worse. Okay, then they have a screenshot of a federal employment history of Ms. Kathy Chung making six figures, working as a scheduler for various senators and for Biden as vice president. And it says this doesn't include her previous employment at agencies like Commerce Department or the EPA. Next, we see a screenshot of a tweet from General Mike Flynn, dated November 1st, 2020, to Molly Hemingway over at The Federalist. And in this tweet, Mike Flynn says, Ask who is Kathy Chung in the executive office of the president and why in 2015 is she giving a treasure trove of intelligence phone numbers to Hunter and Redacted. Any foreign power would love to have this information. And sure enough, the next tweet has a screenshot of an email from Kathy Chung to Hunter Biden, dated June 7th, 2015, with a list of personal cell phone numbers of Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, numerous members of Congress, and the Obama administration. 
And, you know, one of those members of Congress is actually a Republican, Mitch, Mc, Mitch McConnell. Imagine that. Now, of course, the numbers are redacted for everyone looking at this on Twitter, but they sure weren't redacted for Hunter Biden. As if to underscore the point, the Marco Polo guys say, Kathy Chung was a very helpful conduit in the Biden family public corruption slash influence peddling business. In a just world, Kathy S. Chung will be offered immunity and some clever investigators would pull the thread on Biden family influence peddling. So Marco Polo himself says, interestingly, we couldn't locate one recent photo of Kathy Chung. Private investigators came up fruitless. The best we could do was a high school photo. He said we will pay $500 for a recent photo. As noted, she is mentioned over 30 times in our report at bidencrimes.info. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a 600-plus page report on Hunter Biden's laptop and all the crimes in there of Hunter and Joe at that website, bidencrimes.info. By the way, Marco Polo also says we have been unable to get any answers from Kathy Chung's current boss, Sarah Farnsworth, the director of protocol at DOD. I guess that should come as no surprise. What is the story about Kathy Chung, the mystery woman who boxed up the stolen classified documents? And if the powers that be really want Biden out, do the feds go ahead and offer her immunity to spill the beans on Joe and Hunter? I have no idea how much Dementia Joe knows about the stolen classified documents, but I'll bet Kathy Chung knows everything. This is really going to be fascinating to watch. So is Tucker Carlson right? Are the Democrats, the power brokers in the Democrat Party, really trying to destroy any chance of Biden running for a second term? Perhaps we can glean an answer from CBS's Margaret Brennan's interview with U.S. Representative Mike Turner, the top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee on Face the Nation. And that is coming up next. Okay, I've been talking to you about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, and woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. Now, we all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic, while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off, while mom-and-pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? What can we do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? 
Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Switch to America.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with the woke, globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. And now, an even more exciting addition is fresh American-raised beef. Raised in the mountains of Montana near the Yellowstone, this beef is known as Never Ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com when it asks how you heard about us. Click on my name, Doc Washburn. Plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. SwitchToAmerica.com. All right. It is always an honor to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo? How about problems with your blood sugar, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines? The Arkansas Cervical Center might be able to help you, even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column could get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me, they've helped my wife, 
They've helped so many people that we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You, and I sure hope you can. All right. I think it's about time you started saving money on your monthly cell phone bill, and you can do it by also doing the right thing. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veterans and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's what I did. And make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Also, if you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars, go to Corporate Woke Agendas. Patriot Mobile now offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. So switch to Patriot Mobile Business. Learn more at business.patriotmobile.com or call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Again, make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. That's business.patriotmobile.com or call 469-FREEDOM. All right, now, let us take a listen to U.S. Representative Mike Turner, the incoming chairman, top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, with the rabidly partisan Margaret Brennan, who still thinks she's a journalist but isn't, on CBS's Face the Nation. And it went something like this Sunday morning. Now to the other big breaking news story we're covering today. Last night, we learned that on Friday, the FBI executed what the White House is calling a comprehensive search of President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home and took possession of six more items with classification markings. The search, which Mr. Biden's attorneys say was conducted with their full cooperation, began at approximately 9.45 a.m. and wrapped up around 10.30 p.m. President Biden's 
personal attorney, Bob Bauer, said in a statement that the Department of Justice had, quote, full access to all the materials in the Wilmington home and that the search included personally handwritten notes, files, papers, binders, memorabilia, to-do lists, schedules, and reminders going back decades. Bauer also said that some of the items taken were both from Mr. Biden's tenure as vice president and from his years in the Senate. Ooh, that's not good. CBS News does not know the level of classification for the six new items that were retrieved Friday. But at this point, we do know that the number of known classified documents that have been recovered since November 2nd is between 25 and 30. No, you don't. Because the six items could be hundreds, could be a thousand documents. They're not six documents, they're six items which include documents. So you don't. Anyway, but I digress. The Department of Justice is considering searches of other locations tied to the president. The one Friday was overseen by U.S. Attorney John Lausch. Special Counsel Robert Hurd does not take over the case until the end of the month. Yeah, Special Counsel investigating Biden is not even investigating Biden yet. Did you know that? Just a little tidbit there. Just a little random act of journalism going on. Mr. Biden dodged questions about the document investigation most of last week, but on Thursday reiterated that he was fully cooperating with the investigation and hoped it would soon be concluded. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Stolen documents, but no regrets. The guy does have dementia, you know. Anyway. More Margaret Brennan, CBS Face the Nation. We go now to Ohio Congressman Mike Turner. He is expected to head up the House Intelligence Committee. Good morning to you. Good morning, Margaret. Thank you for having me. So uh, we have this development in regard to the further materials that were found at uh, President Biden's Delaware home. What is your reaction and what does it signify to you that no one realized uh, that this classified material was missing, some of it dating back to his Senate years? Okay. now this is not the kind of question that you would normally hear a member of the liberal mainstream media ask. Okay, this is a softball for the Republican incoming chairman of the House Intelligence Committee from a rabidly partisan liberal member of the mainstream media. This is why this is so unusual, and I think this is one of the reasons the way the liberal media is playing this, one of the reasons that Tucker Carlson has come to the conclusion, uh, yeah, the Democrats are trying to grease the skids to get Joe out of the White House. Okay, here's Turner's answer. This is really incredible. And as you know, congratulations to you. We would not know anything about this if it hadn't been that CBS had broken this story. Uh, The White House nor the Department of Justice had shared any of the information with the public. And this really is one matter. We wouldn't have this issue if it hadn't been for Biden's attorney general uh, making the decision to raid former President Trump's house looking for for classified documents uh, that were being held there. Um, What's amazing about all this is it takes us to the question of why were these documents here? Well, now the 
we learn that some of these go back to his Senate time. You know, clearly he's, he's become a serial classified document hoarder. Why did he have these? Who did he show them to? I mean, the only reason you can think of as to why anyone would take classified documents out of a classified space at home mm-hmm. is to is to show them to somebody. Who did he show them to? This is going to be crucial, I think, to the special counsel's investigation, is why did the president have these documents? Who did he show them to him? And is it connected uh, to the Biden family businesses? Well, you know the differences, of course, too. I want to talk about the Biden situation, but just to clarify, when you reference President Trump, there were 300 classified documents, there was a warrant, there was refusal to comply in terms of handing things over, and the White House and the President's lawyer are pointing out that in the case of Biden, he granted permission, and this was consensual for the DOJ to come in and search. Does the fact that the Justice Department conducted the search signify anything more to you and do you have any insight into the sensitivity of the documents sure see i told you she's a hardcore democrat activist trying to masquerade as a journalist i mean again a president can declassify anything he wants to and she doesn't know i mean Biden could have three times the amount of documents that Trump has. She doesn't know. But she hates Trump because, as he once said, it's not so much me, it's you. She hates Trump because she hates you and me. Now, Turner's not going to have time to push back because he realizes that it's just a limited time window on Face the Nation to push back on her thing with Trump. So anyway, here's his answer. So I think this looks more like a cover-up than an investigation. Do you have any facts to back up your, your allegations that he was hoarding things in terms of intention to take classified material versus it's been characterized that it was somehow accidental? Do you have any insight into what these materials were? Now, here's the thing. She doesn't even know about Kathy Chung, and she's supposed to be a journalist. Kathy Chung, who's been tight with Hunter for 25 years, and somehow it was a mistake. She boxed up stuff she shouldn't have boxed up. She's not going to ask about that. Here's Mike Turner's response. Well, they didn't fly to his home without him. They went on a train with him from the, the, his Senate offices and then in boxes that he was in, in charge of. The chain of custody here is going to be important because we know that these were in Joe Biden's hands and Joe Biden's control. And then it ended up behind his Corvette in his garage and in his office that he did not control and also throughout his house. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the special counsel is going to have to deal with the issue of what was the chain of custody? Who had these? Why did he take them to begin with? When did he get them? Yeah. When was he handed these documents and what did he do with them? And this is a real critical question to all this. Why did he have these documents to begin with? And that is why the special counsel's work is going to be really important, because I can think of no reason why the president should have taken home as as a senator or as vice president any classified documents um, that that, that clearly have no protection. They're available and open to anybody. You have also, before this development, asked for a briefing from the director of national intelligence. You said a deadline of Thursday. Do you have any further reason to believe they will meet that deadline, that you will get any insight into these materials? 
Um, I, we'll have to see. But I, what's critical here, and this is very important. This is what's very important to all of this, Margaret, and that is the FBI and the National Archivists were working completely independent of the intelligence community or the Department of Defense. They claimed this was yep. all an issue of national security, but they did not speak to anyone who's involved in national security. He's got a great point there, and she's going to ignore it, I'll bet you. So no response yet from the intelligence community? I have not received a response. Okay. I also want to ask you uh, what leadership looks like with Republicans in charge. You were also on House Oversight. Um, Correct. uh, Of the 26 Republican members on the committee, 19 of them denied the results of the 2020 election. Uh, Now, he's going to come back and point out that Democrats challenge electors every time a Republican gets elected president, and she's not going to have it. She's going to get quite emotional. This is not a journalist. This is not a dispassionate, impartial seeker of the facts, seeker of the truth. How far has CBS fallen? Uh, your colleagues now include Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Scott Perry. They all played critical roles in, in the former president's attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. Do you have any concerns about working with these lawmakers? I mean, you're very much a centrist. Now, you can hear the emotion starting to rise in her voice. Well, you know, even on the Democrat side, there's been a number of people who objected to President Bush's re-election and voted against certifying his election. I'm asking about you, your party, and sides. your colleagues. There's a long- See? She can't take it. I'm not going to put you through the rest of it, but you get it. You get it. Somebody that hardcore liberal is going, well, gee, I don't know. Maybe there is a problem with Biden. Fascinating, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, y'all let me know if you you hear anybody else talking about Kathy Chung. Y'all let me know if you hear anybody else talking about the EcoHealth Alliance, uh, their research not having any civilian use whatsoever. I continue to just try to bring you stuff that you're probably not going to hear anywhere else. That's what we do here on the Doc Washburn Show, and we appreciate all our patrons. Hey, you know what? I think it's that time. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Auto. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice, the way you want to, online, and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Now, today's tweet of the day is actually four tweets in a thread by a gentleman named Yoram Hazoni. He's the author of Conservatism, A Rediscovery, uh, The Virtue of Nationalism, And he's also a host on something called nationalconservative.org. Here's what he says. If you don't know the Bible well, you cannot understand the forces that created the Western world. If you don't know the great thinkers of the common law tradition, you cannot understand the forces that created 
Britain, and America. The reason the Bible and the common law tradition have been excluded from the history of ideas and political theory is that they give expression to human particularity and not only to human universals. But you cannot understand human beings without human particularity. The exclusion of the Bible and the common law tradition from our understanding of history and ideas leaves us intellectually crippled. It means we can't understand our own past and present. It means we can't see the path forward. We are entering an age of return and restoration. We're being driven to it by the successes of liberalism and Marxism, which have uprooted almost everything. But many of you are still sitting on the fence, embarrassed to take the first step. Time to take that step. Amen, brother. Amen. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much to Mitch Ward and the crew at Red River Auto for sponsoring today's tweets of the day. You've been listening to episode 328 of the All New Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier the Tenth. And that's the way it is. Sunday, January 22nd, 2023.